BDNG podcast. My name is Tina McKenzie and I am the Education Development Lead for the BDNG. I hope you enjoy listening to the BDNG podcast and find them beneficial to your practice. These podcasts are sponsored by Amaral. Amaral has no influence over the content of these podcasts. Happy listening! Hello and welcome to the BDNG podcast. My name is Emmanuel and I'm an ACP in dermatology. And my name is Ashton Cleary and I am a clinical nurse specialist in dermatology. And I am joined here today by Tina McKenzie, who's going to tell us a little bit about her role uh, in the BDNG team with regards to nursing education. So thank you and welcome, Tina. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you very much, Manny. It's, it's a great honour to be on your podcast today and to um, promote the BDNG. And also, I'm very privileged to be part of the education. Um, I came into post two months ago and I am the lead education and development nurse for the BDNG. I also do clinical work. I work in specialising uh, inflammatory disease and biologics two days a week as well. So it's a really nice balance for me having the education, which I'm very passionate about, but also um, I've got my clinical hat on as well. Fantastic. So you mentioned that you're also part-time clinical. So how does your typical work week break down? Yeah, well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm dedicated to the education side. So I work with the BDNG. And then on a Thursday, Friday, I work at the Royal Berkshire. um, And I uh, run nurse-led inflammatory disease and biologic clinics on Thursday, Friday. So that's, that's quite a busy full week. So uh, obviously we're at the BDNG conference at the moment. Uh, are you heavily involved with the BDNG conference? And also, if there's any listeners out here that would like to be involved, how would they go about that? Yeah, I was delighted to be involved this year, very, very briefly, because as I said, I only started my role um, two months ago. But I organised, uh, with my um, help from Jodie, our education nurse, uh, the Derm School, which was really an amazing opportunity um, to have and enrol quite a few speakers. I'm lucky nationally, I know quite a lot of nurses and I have good uh, networking um Um, connections so I was really fortunate to be able to get some varied I would say definitely a a varied and it was very popular yesterday so I was delighted with the response um, from the nurses that attended how positive they were and how delighted and I do feel that some of the talks that were phenomenal um, I will be putting onto the website or again to be doing some podcasts with yourself as well because there's a lot of good information and you can only do so much in 30 minutes. And who um, who was the Durham School actually aimed for? Who who do you want to come to that? Well, originally we kind of aimed it. We we did a lot of variety. We did, you know, we kind of incorporated quite a lot of topics, um, which ranged from um, psychological sort of holistic care to skin lesions to eczema outreach. We had the youth panel on, who were absolutely phenomenal, and I really want to promote them because the. I know they've done a podcast for yourself, but they to stand up and, and say in front of everyone, it's a take-home message for us all to think about what we're saying in our consultations. So my original aim for Derm School was um, for nurses or podiatrists or pharmacists that are totally new to dermatology. So it, it was sort of taking it down a bit more of a level, I would say, um, you know, to get this sort of knowledge and background in dermatology and to encourage others into dermatology. Yesterday, though, we also had a lot of nurses join us, including advanced nurse practitioners um, that joined us for the day, um, because, again, there was different topics on uh, what we were um, uh, covering over the day, and they really enjoyed it, too. So it kind of, it was um, 
aimed, I would say, at new nurses, but actually I got a lot of advanced nurses joined us as well. And so it was really good. Beginners right up to experts there. <laughs> it was, and it also it was really good because you've got discussions. So, yeah. and again, which is one of my real aims um, within the education role is to connect primary and secondary care. There's a lot of amazing primary nurses out there that again are advanced nurse practitioners or they run their own clinics. You could get band fives and sixes that are doing a lot of dermatology work. And I think it's really important for us to connect. So I've made some really good connections over the last sort of few weeks uh, with primary and that is definitely one of my aims and I was really delighted yesterday how many attended into derm school and again we're very vocal which is the best way when you're doing education. Just got two questions uh, one is say if a nurse listening to this has a local education need that they've identified is that something that the BDNG and yourself would be able to help with uh, and secondly are there any other events or upcoming uh, education sessions for nurses that we can uh, talk about and raise awareness for? Yeah, well, I'm really trying to encourage. We have got an amazing group of ambassadors for the BDNG who are very proactive and part of the... We've just made a programme for the ambassadors over, um, over the last few weeks and part of the sort of role, I would say, is it's a two-way thing. You know, we want support from them, but also we will support themselves. And part of their role is to encourage others into the BDNG because even though you work in dermatology, you may not be aware of the BDNG and it's surprising how many big hospitals actually need um, promotion through the BDNG as well. Um, so it's to encourage new members um, with the old-fashioned ways of flyers and, um, you know, we've also got the QR codes as well and just the value for, I would say, money because, you know, £20 gets you a lot of education. And I think the BDNG as well, if you're starting in dermatology, does a lot of the e-learning, which is really, um, I think we've all done it, you know. I mean, I definitely, st when I started in dermatology, it's really good way of, of just getting some new knowledge and um, discovering what dermatology is about and also like yourselves covering the podcast makes it easy just to listen to so it really if local uh, nurses of anyone nationally to be honest contacts me which they do um I sort of ask exactly what they want from the BDNG and sometimes it's just sport guidance we've got the BDNG uh, role descriptors which you know again provides guidance on on education and what really they need from um, to progress through dermatology or also sometimes they just need a bit more education so again it's it's just guiding them in that um, right way right pathway so yeah and I'm quite vocal on Twitter um, I would encourage anyone that really wants to get more access to education and also myself I will put my email on Twitter as well so anyone can get in contact with me and um, there's a lot of good education on on Twitter that, you know, sometimes is free as well. So, again, it's one of those things. Um, social media has positives, has negatives. But I think with Twitter, it, it's a really good resource for, for nurses. I was going to say, with regards to Twitter, I think you've made a really, really good point. I think there's, there is a lot of good information out there, but a lot of bad mm -hmm. information. And I think, obviously, the BDNG, having an official Twitter, you can kind of rely that the information on there is going to be correct. Uh, but I am all for amplifying positive evidence-based voices on uh, social media. So, uh, 
Obviously, we've got the BDNG conference. Are there plans for any other kind of national events or education sessions this year or next year? Yeah, we have. Well, we're sort of plan forward planning over the next two years. I mean, we've actually got the BDNG main conference booked, I think, for the next two years. Um, when it comes to sort of more local events as well, we have our subgroups, which cover everything from skin cancer to inflammatory to research we're really 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 trying to encourage nurses to do a lot of research and we're actually working with the BAD at the moment to promote nurses into research now this doesn't mean that you have to be a research nurse it's a case of if we work clinically we can still be part of research and I think it comes under the four pillars so it's really important to you know progress nurses forward for example, I have got a background in research, like many nurses do, and I think it's fantastic to have that experience because you do understand research, you understand the robustness of it because, you know, we get inundated with all this evidence and some of it you really have to take to pieces just to make sure that it's it's robust and it's, it's um, fantastic clinical evidence. Um, so with the research strategy... We are progressing um, the BDNG forward and encouraging other nurses into research. As I say, for example, I am clinical, but I'm still principal investigator for Bad Beer. I sit on the steering committee, so you know you can still be involved in research. So we're trying to do a lot more with that, and we've just set up a subgroup with the, um, I think Oxford are leading the subgroup as well, which is really positive. So... We have no dates on the top of my head, mm -hmm. but we will be doing specialised days that nurses can um, apply for and come and see us. And if they want a session in um, phototherapy or if they want to go into the skin lesion, you know, there's lots of different opportunities for them. And I think over the next sort of couple of years, we'll definitely be building on our education strategy so we um, will be promoting a lot more education that's accessible to nurses. I think that's great because we actually had um, your old team here. Yeah. And so there is a podcast coming out about research with Joe, Mel and May. May, sorry. Uh, and May. So, that, so that's, um, that's really good. Uh, so yes, definitely do get back to us about that research day. Yeah. Well, I listened to their... Um, they did a session yesterday for us, an education. It was May and Joe that did an education session. And it was fantastic because they broke research down. And yes, we do a lot of research in Oxford, but they broke down what they do in the day. And it's amazing because I think a lot of nurses don't realise what research nursing is all about. And it's not just applying data into a computer. And it was great to see their passion, their excitement about, you know, processing and spinning bloods and, <laughs> and getting all the data. And, and it's, it's a f fantastic opportunity, you know, either to be involved or be part of research as well. So I'm really, I'm really excited to have them on board. And are there, say, a nurse listening to this with, uh, uh, who has an ambition to do a bit more education, go through perhaps official BDNG one or, or alternate, are there any kind of funding opportunities through the BDNG, perhaps any grants that are available? Yes, we do. We have quite a few uh, grants available, and um, and which includes um, places for a full MSc, which is fantastic. You know, um, so again, on the BDNG website, there is links to education. But again, I would encourage anyone to get in touch with myself through the education um, site purely to ask any advice or again where I can point them in the right direction there's also different grants for um you know upcoming stars and also to uh, 
to attend conferences you know you can attend the bdng conferences and other conferences as well so again there's a lot of good um links on the site just to to get opportunities which is fantastic so with the bdng ambassadors then so i know you took on um some great nurses there about two years ago and then fabulous yeah. covid came and yeah. it kind of <laughs> hungered a little uh, a few of your plans so what is the plan for the ambassadors what is their role and how can they develop yeah, I've been really, really fortunate to have the most amazing ambassadors with me. And again, a whole mixture of nurses with different specialities. And my first sort of priority with the ambassadors was to meet them individually. And we met via teams, as we all do these days. And it was just to have a wee discussion with them to make sure that they were happy and what they wanted from um, the BDNG, but also what they had to offer. So with having the variety of nurses that we have... Um, each one had their own special goal. And then over the last couple of weeks, we've built up a programme for them, which includes um, they want to be more confident in chairing sessions or presenting. Mm -hmm. So yesterday at Durham School, I had one of the ambassadors doing a fantastic job with chairing, though I supported her through and we sort of guided, we had a discussion about it. And then she um, stood up and did some chairing, which was really positive. And she felt that she was really well supported, which um, is great for me to, to have that feedback. And others would like to promote the BDNG, as in one of the nurses uh, specialised in aesthetic uh, treatments so again she's got a lot of access to aesthetic nurses who are really keen to do some dermatology because again they're looking at skin all the time so they may be yeah. discovering certain aspects of skin that they're not too familiar with so they're really keen to get on board with some education so again her ambition is to promote um some uh, the bdng into her sort of field and um they also want to be involved more with the podcast which is fantastic again it's about supporting them through so we are aiming to do a podcast uh, workshop with themselves have a whole day in london which they're really positive about and do a bit of role play make it a bit of fun and then uh, at the end of the day record an official podcast which will go to onto our bdng um, website and again it's for them to um, promote um, education and for them to be supported um, with education we've got a fantastic sort of link with primary care as well and again that is one of my main ambitions to connect primary and secondary um, and make it a bit more flowing definitely uh, yeah. you know and we all know, all know that a lot of dermatology is involved in primary care so it's really important for these nurses to be supported yeah no sounds sounds like you've got a, a good plan there in place um, and then just just a quick question about the the subspecialized groups you, you have leads of each group don't you and, do. and what yeah. is their role and expectation well again we've got we've got some really good nurses that have volunteered to do these subgroups and again mm -hmm. they're all very passionate about about their individual subgroup and it's again being involved in who to have on your little team the subgroup um, and there's some fantastic nurses that are involved in that so when we have our specialized days for the subgroup again um they would you know have a sort of steering group between them to discuss what we're going to talk about the presentations again all about networking and um, to get some really good speakers up there to talk about um certain skin disease um psychological um support holistic care which i think nurses are fantastic at so again it's it's just setting up a program that nurses uh, would like to do for example i love all things inflammatory as most people know and um we are going to do sort of a biologic um 
debate so because we've got so many different uh, pathways now and it, it can be a bit of a bit of a minefield a bit confusing so again it's having people on that panel to vocalize very strongly about a certain pathway and have this debate of what she, which is the best treatment for um each individual individual patient and it just making it a bit of fun so yeah. it's not all sitting listening to powerpoint really so um yeah it, it, it's good to do that as well and if there's someone who wants to join one of the steering groups yeah. is th- i'm sure there's probably still spaces on, on each group. there always is <laughs> oh, and also not just spaces it's the fact that you know our research team is is just put forward that they want to set up a subgroup so if there's any other specialities that are you know feel that they want a subgroup again we can do that you know and we're looking at um specialized workshop two made two day workshops in uh, for example demoscopy or we're also looking now at psychological uh, psych, uh, psych dermatology is an amazing topic i mean i'm as most people know as well, I'm doing my MSc in, in uh, psychology, so I've got a real passion about it. So again, we're doing workshops, hopefully in the future with that, very early days, but it will be <laughs> on the agenda. Um, so again, it's looking at the patient in a holistic way. So we've spoken a little bit about kind of uh, research and things and trying to get people involved. You know, you mentioned about the four pillars of advanced practice. Uh, What about, I think it might just be worth, perhaps you could explain about the role descriptors and how research can fit into that and your post as the education lead. Yeah, well, I think nurses in dermatology are very, very lucky um, that we have got um, the BDNG role descriptors, which was it's in association with the BAD and also um, the RCN as well. So it's well accredited. Um, it is a guidance. It's not set in stone. And I think um, it's a really good, it goes from band five um, way up into your band eights. And it's, it, it work, I always say it works two ways. So it's a good guidance for nurses that possibly want to develop and go up the ladder so each uh, role descriptor is banded so we have as I say from band five up to eight C and in the descriptions are guidance so it may be a case of for example a band seven we're looking at uh, prescribing and then it it goes through each grade so it it, as I say it's a two-way a two-way tool I would say so a nurse who's going into dermatology can say this is what I'm aiming for we've got a fantastic nurse um, who is Demi who's just started in dermatology she's a clinical nurse specialist at the moment and she's working her way up she's um, now doing prescribing and she's planning to do her MSc so you can go to your managers and say this is what I am actually doing I have my prescribing I'm running my nurse-led clinics I should be of a certain grade a big challenge because we all know the challenges of different hospitals and it does vary on what grades we can actually achieve. But it's really worth doing because some managers actually don't know about the role descriptors either. And I, I'm not going to say who I approached, but I went to a major hospital recently and the managers there had no idea about the descriptors. So it's always good to get the you know, the knowledge out there that we have got this guidance and it gives us a sort of plan. Also as well, it, it is a support mechanism for nurses. Um, and as I say, the managers as well. So if you feel that you are doing a role and you should be achieving a certain grade, or also we've just done a nurse audit, so it's really surprising that we have nurses maybe in a band five that are doing, I would say, more a band seven job and the other way around. So it gives us a really good guidance to um, support our nurses. 
That was fab. Thank you very much. And and yeah, you're absolutely right. I think the variation in practice is not great. And also from a kind of remuneration point of view, we should be off, often you should be paid based on kind of the risk that you're being asked to take. Yeah. And the more senior you're getting, the more risks you're taking with your practice. Absolutely. Uh, so we should be properly remunerated for that, like our medical colleagues. Yeah. I think me and you, we were fortunate enough to go to the EADV. And I think what really stood out is, is how world-class British dermatology nurses are yeah. uh, we are uh, when you look at the rest of Europe we do seem to be kind of leading the way uh, particularly with these role descriptors with further education and with the establishment of how specialists we are so we're quite fortunate fortunate to be recognized in law with clinical nurse specialists and now with ACPs advanced clinical practitioners so the work of the BDNG has been vital to that uh, are there any take-home messages you would like to add? Yeah, I think education is out there and I think it's really important for nurses to, you know, some nurses are more than happy to stay at their grade and it's not all about advancing practice. It's basically what you're happy with and, um, you know, the support mechanisms to, even if a nurse wants to stay at a certain band for years and years and years, there's nothing wrong with that. It's absolutely vital that we support these nurses as well as nurses that, you know, want to go on to, to bigger, um, higher grades. And I think whatever grade you're at, education and having that spark and that passion. I spoke to some of the nurses that have attended the conference just this morning and they said just to get that ignition again, just, you know, to have that spark um, behind them and to, you know, to think about your practice. And, and you do... Um, network I think networking is so important when you come to these conferences and you know to connect with people or sometimes you know I've been a nurse for a long time I won't admit how many years but you still pick up new um, information and even yesterday I, I was learning again you know so it's really great to come to these conferences and and again um, just ignite your passion for for education I'm more than happy for anyone to connect with me and ask some advice. And this can just be just a casual email. Um, if you look on the BDNG website, um, Tina McKenzie, and um, as I say, a lot of nurses get in touch with me via email. I'm more than happy to set up a bit more support or also do a, even a Teams meeting with them if they feel... Uh, for example, yesterday I had a primary nurse that's just become a manager and she feels that she needs more support with her nurses and how to do that. So again, we connected yesterday and I'll put some support for her and um, give her some guidance as well. Thank you so much, Tina. And I, I think I can say on behalf of myself and Mania that we completely agree. Coming to the conference really does ignite that passion for dermatology. So thank you for coming today and speaking to us all about the VDNG. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And it's great to have a voice as a nurse, definitely. Yes. So <laughs> it's great to promote it and and for more nurses to follow us on Twitter and social media and also to join the VDNG if you're not yet a member. Definitely. Thank you so much, Tina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For further information on the BDNG, visit our website bdng.org.uk and watch out for the next BDNG podcast, which is coming soon.